Tampa Bay Buccaneers are Super Bowl 55 champions, led by Tom Brady. The long wait has ended after a half century. The Milwaukee Bucks are NBA champions once again. Wow, another episode of For Future Considerations, episode number 66. Wow, it's been a lot of fun. Hope you're enjoying the ride. I know I am with these guys. My name's Manny, as always. Matt and John are here. Fellas, how are you? Good. Oh, just just fine. Just still recovering from Wednesday's episode. You, my goodness. Yes, <laughs> that was a great show, right? Yeah, this is our our second show of the week, so uh, please turn back the clock and listen to episode 65. We talk, of course, sports, pop music, we pump her or dump it. I think we make fun of Rashad a few times, uh, get the update on how the cruise finished up. I know everybody wants to know how that ends, so if you missed that one, go back and and listen to that one. There's some good stuff in there and some, some great stuff ahead tonight. And, uh, I, I'm surprised we got Rashad on this because I thought he still needed more time to catch up on his sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> I slept like a champ. It was great. <laughs> the, the polar bear is just crawling out of his cave right now. He's, he's ready to go. <laughs> yeah, that's about it. And, uh, oh, uh, make sure you're following us on social media, too, for future considerations on Facebook and Podcast FFC on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, we're all seeing a lot of great feedback by email, too. Yeah, Aaron, Austin, Nicole, all providing great feedback. They really loved the sound bites, John, our producer that you put in last mm-hmm. week on uh, on our fan experiences podcasts from last week. Those were tremendous. Great feedback. You know what's funny is that I hadn't seen the Rally Goose video until I went to grab the audio. Oh. That poor bird. That <laughs> it like it drilled that scoreboard. It drilled it. Yeah, I don't know. And then know. I sent out the hashtag Rally Goose and I was if you search hashtag Rally Goose on Twitter, mine will be the second one that comes up in existence. And the Tigers started using it. There was a Mike Fires had a fake goose that they were bringing around with them in the dugout and everything. It basically just started the whole trend. Matt never got credit for that, but he Nothing. did get enough alcohol for free that night. It so. was. <laughs> and actually, we got to give Matt credit for something else, too. You made a sign that was in a bunch of papers across North America after the blown uh, perfect game that we talked about. That's right. I was I was at the just a, a little late to the party, just like everything else. I was at the <laughs> next game <laughs> after the perfect, after the blown perfect game. Um, we had a chance to go, and we had made a sign, and I forget what it said. It said something like we, we, all, we, all, we knew all knew it was, it was perfect, perfect or something. Yeah, we all knew it was perfect or something like that. And me and another guy got our picture taken before the game, and uh, the Associated Press picked the picture up. So um, if you Google my name. Uh, that and uh, me naked on a billboard comes up, so I proof. I prefer you look at the Associated Press picture. But <laughs> and then we got a couple of bats from that too. We got uh, Gerald Laird, uh, Tigers catcher, who was the catcher for that that uh, perfect game, um, gave us a couple of bats. So I still have those. That was pretty cool. Wait, was that the phrase on the naked billboard too? We all knew it was perfect. <laughs> <laughs> 
better than what you put on there. We, we put should have used that slogan. We put uh, see the see their nuts, uh, but uh, with the apostrophe of they are, which uh, the grammatically correct people of of Windsor uh, missed quite a bit when they were reading that billboard, but. <laughs> Anything for a listener, I tell you. Anything for a listener. Uh, So, great episodes. Go back and listen, as well as episode 65 earlier this week that Matt said. Yes, and it's special guest time, as we like to do here on the OT. Uh, This one is, uh, again, the second episode of the week. So, stay tuned. This guy is going to have some stories I cannot wait for. This guy is a graduate of St. Clair College in Windsor and... Specs Howard in Michigan. He got his start in the media industry as a board operator at Chum Radio and at CBC Windsor before joining what we now know as CTV Windsor. He has worked as a cameraman, a producer, a host, a news reporter, a sports reporter, and a sports anchor. He has a tremendous passion for sports, has covered everything. From the NBA Finals, to the Super Bowl, to the Stanley Cup Finals, to the World Series, to the NCAA Final Four, and of course the Memorial Cup. Please welcome to, for future considerations, Bob Bellachico. Bob, thanks for coming on the podcast. Round of applause. (laughs) Hey, thanks for doing this. Appreciate it. Hey, thanks for having me. This is awesome. This is very cool. I love what you guys are doing. So, you know, thanks for engaging the sports community. Yeah, I know that the guys have been pumped about this, but I was looking for your official start date in the media industry. Oh, when was geez. that? Official start date? Like you? Like are we talking like prehistoric days, or like do you want the <laughs> a, you want the AD version, or what do you want <laughs> BC Look, version? <laughs> when did you get your first five dollars? My first five bucks for, in the media at, industry. Uh, I'm gonna go AM800 uh, back in the old building on Cabana. Wow, what year was yeah. that? Oh, geez, we're talking like 1990, 91. Yeah, I wow. started volunteering at Kojiko and then uh, kind of slid in with uh, the crew over at uh, 89X and, oh, what was it? CIMX, so Mix. The Mix, that was pretty cool back right, then. Right, right. So, yeah, oh, yeah, I go way back. I'm old. <laughs> that intro made me feel really old, Manny. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. Matt, were you even born yet or what's going on? Absolutely, I've been listening to to Bob his whole life. I've been uh, I've got the I've got the t-shirt jersey and everything. Oh man! Everybody talks about it. everybody talks about the Vin Scullys and the uh, Ernie Harwells of the world, and I got Bob Belichico is a close third in that me. list. <laughs> now I've heard this story before, but you have to tell everyone about the very first story you covered as a cameraman. Oh, geez. Yeah, it's a crazy story. So 98, I think it was like November or something like that. Of, of 98, I was at CBC. I was bored up, like you, like you mentioned. And I ended up, they said, hey, you want to go shoot? I'm like, yeah, of course, because that was my thing, right? I love playing with cameras. So I, I go out to what is now known as Charles Clark Square. And there was a parking lot where the rink is, or yeah, where the rink is now. And... Uh, I, you know, I'm, ha- I'm hanging out with Corey McCrendle and all of a sudden uh, this car goes, well, actually he went into the courthouse because he had to take care of some business in the courthouse. He's like, hang on, don't go anywhere. I says, okay, no problem. So I, I hung out up front and uh, a couple minutes later, this car was doing this screechy thing on, uh, I think it's Park. 
or yeah, no, on Chatham Street, sorry. Um, and then I look over and I'm like, oh, this is peculiar. And then there's a guy hanging on the car. <laughs> and I'm going, okay, now this is definitely not right, right? So I thought, well, okay, I'll, I'll roll some B-roll on the guy just in case and we'll see where it goes. I don't know what's going on. I'm just like watching it. Next thing you know, the car comes into the parking lot and starts moving some more and he's hanging on to the door. Then he finally gets in and then t- the car takes off. I'm not thinking anything of it. I'm just thinking this guy just looked a little shady, right? So the car takes off. A couple of minutes later, Corey comes out of the courthouse and says, hey, you got to give me the tape. Like, what are you talking about? He goes, that's big. If the cops come, don't you don't have the tape anymore. We're, we're sending it back to the station. So I, This I, is I'm downtown cool. Windsor, right? Downtown this is Windsor. Downtown Windsor I'm totally clueless as to what's going on. Get back to the station, and I come to find out there's a 140-kilometer-an-hour 140 chase on on the bypass, or no, on the bypass, on the uh, expressway, trying to get this clown. Apparently, he was in an accident and hijacked a kid and his mom. Oh, what? <laughs> yeah, hijacked the car, but a kid and a mom were, were in the car, and they, they couldn't flee. So next thing you know, they're out, and I end up getting, like, the big story of the year kind of thing, right? I ended up on Inside Edition, uh, you know, during Monday Night Football or after Monday Night Football, and it was it was a really wild wide ride, eh? And I thought, wow, this is a great way to start your career. <laughs> wow. So the, the, the next co- council meeting must have just been the most boring moment of your life. Oh, right? So I remember. Um, so you caught a carjacking live. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's it was great. the wildest thing. And then I remember somebody saying to me, it's, oh, it was John Musselman, who works in Toronto now. He comes over to me. He says, listen, you got to go over to CHWI TV right now because they have two jobs and you're riding the high right now. And I go, I just, it's my first day on the job. He goes, guys wait their whole careers to shoot stuff like that. You got to go. <laughs> so I day went. one. Day yeah, one. so I got, the, I got the part-time gig, the weekend gig, and uh, it's been quite a ride since. Unbelievable. Oh, Carjacking. Yeah. Hey, this looks interesting. <laughs> I had no clue. Turns out this guy had a bad rap sheet, and yeah, it was pretty wild, man. <laughs> wow, that's unreal. Oh, yeah. Good times, though. Good times, yeah. When did you realize you wanted to get into broadcasting? Me? Jeez, yeah. um, that's a good one. I think, uh, I think when I went to Specs. Yeah. Like I just went to specs on a whim. I mean, I knew I liked studio stuff. Like, I don't know. I was I was into the camera stuff, right? I like shooting, and uh, I didn't do too good at St. Clair. So um, I think I was just about to leave for obvious reasons. <laughs> and a couple of buddy, buddies of mine were like, hey, we're going to Specs Howard. And I'm like, you know what? I could probably do that. That's probably my calling, right? So let's go. So we went, and I loved it. Did really well. Uh, came back. I, I remember uh, my first job uh, prospect was in Chatham, and uh, at the radio station there. And I remember the program director at the time said, "You know, you just you have a young voice. You'll do well, but you have a young voice. You know, go get some experience, and then and then maybe come back." So on the way home, uh, I was thinking and thinking. The first thing I did is I went to Kojiko because uh, I was already volunteering there anyway. So go to Kojiko and uh, Marlene and Don Papa and the gang there, Rob Skuzla, and they all welcomed me with open arms and said, okay, we're going to throw you in with Dom and do sports. And uh, yeah, what a ride that was. So that's where I got, like, I, I was never athletic, ever. 
and and here I am covering sports. Go figure. I just don't. I seriously don't know how this happened, but you know, yeah, it's cool. It's been a, it's been well, a great you're, ride. You're a hell of a, a, a hell of a ball hockey player, though. Yeah, I like, like, I like my ball hockey. I got in late, and uh, yeah, you know, it was really cool that way because I think through ball hockey, I got to see what it was like. Because, you know, a lot of those guys that play were all junior B, junior C, you know, even some Spitfires and, you know, some pros would come back and play in the summertime because you can't beat that cardio, right? So Did I, you score 89 goals? Don't you hold the record in the Windsor Ball Hockey Association? Oh, no, man, not me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've, sniped a few, I've sniped a few, but I've nah. <laughs> not that good. I wish. Do you have a favorite sport? Me? Oh, it's hockey all day. Oh, yeah. I like you guys, right? Or what? What are you guys into? Oh, it's hockey for me. Hockey for you, yeah. Yeah, no, yeah. No. yeah. Oh yeah, it's hockey all day. <laughs> just something what? about it, right? Yeah. What is it about it, though? I don't know. Just uh, <laughs> I think it's the rush, the thrill, uh, the trash talk. I love trash talking. Um, not trash talking, but I just I get mad. I get stupid. Just it's it's like it's like a totally different me when I'm on on the floor playing. Eh? So. Uh, it's the I competition. Get, yeah. It's, yeah, I love the competition, you know? Like, when you say it's competition and, and they're keeping stats, I'm in. If we're just goofing around, I try to take it easy, right? Because yeah. it's not... Yeah, you can't, right? Do you find the same rush behind the camera or in front of the camera on the media side of things as far as, you know, getting a scoop or getting a, a story? Like, yeah. do, you, do you draw that same kind of comparison? Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, when, when, you know, like, when I catch a goal or or watch a great touchdown like I, I live it through the lens but i live it with, with I get, i'm never part of the team but i feel like i'm there with them you know like i'm covering them and you know it's yeah so you kind of feel like that too but it's just a different level right like i remember when the spitz won the memorial cup the first time i got to go in 2010 and uh i remember my my director saying they're not your friends they're not your friends you know, so you can't treat them like that. Because, you know, I mean, it was cool for me to hang out with those guys. And, you know, we, we had a mutual respect. And it was a lot of fun. But at the same time, why not enjoy it? You're, you only live once. So if they're allowing you to be part of it, pff, let's be part of it. <laughs> you know, because that's what we are. And we're sharing it with the audience. Yeah. And then you yeah. mentioned the 2010 Memorial Cup. So, I mean, the two Memorial Cups. They got the, the see the one in Windsor as well. What do you remember most about those experiences? Oh, man. Uh, you know what? Being on the ice after after the wins, like I remember uh, when they won their first OHL, actually the first OHL championship uh, here, uh, with Harry Young lifting the cup. It was pretty neat, and uh, just interviewing the players afterwards, like Ellis and um, and Taylor Hall and all those guys. It was just it was it was just neat to be there, eh? Adam Henrique, you know, like there were some good players, <laughs> and then you know Cam Fowler comes the next year with Cassian, and yeah, wow, what a ride. Yeah, it was just a fun time. And you got the Stanley Cup Finals as well. A couple of those, too, to get a chance to go over and, and see the, the Red Wings have their success. Uh, the Super Bowl uh, mixed in as well. Of course, the Lions weren't playing in it, but it was in Detroit. Sure. They're like, what, 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 uh, what, what, when you see the, the game played at, at that high a level and you see like the ultimate prize, the Super Bowl, the, the World Series, uh, the, you know, the, the Stanley Cup – is it any different for you? Uh, is it hard for you to concentrate on this, the story uh, and not get swept up in the whole thing? Oh, I get swept up in it all, for sure. Oh yeah. Does like, that? I, I'm sure that probably makes the story even a little bit better, though. Uh, well, here, you know what? Uh, what was it? ALDS twenty. 
I don't know, I'm going to say 2012, 2013. I think it's 13. Uh, the Tigers got through or got to the ALCS or, or got, I don't know, I, I forget. But they ended up, I think it was the year they went to the World Series. And uh, they had beaten New York. And I remember going on the field. And I had a moment with Joe Siddle. Of all people, right? Because he was a batting uh, practice coach, eh? and it's like, wow, yeah. this. Is, I, it was just like we just one of the voices of the Blue Jays, right? Field. What's that? One of the voices of the Blue Jays now. Oh right? my goodness, yeah. yeah, yeah, great guy too, right? So I remember we crossed paths there, and I'm like, this is the coolest feeling ever, right? Like two Windsor rights at Comerica Park, holy cow, right? But then we get into the locker room, and uh, you know Miguel Cabrera likes to be a little jokester sometimes, right? So while I'm doing my stand up. He's like pouring champagne all over me. I'm like, wow, this is so cool. It's <laughs> uh, so cool. <laughs> you know what I mean? So when I see him, I saw a video last week of him pranking some people and stuff. And I'm like, yeah, I've had my share. I, I, I've had my prank with him. That's cool. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just, that, that's neat. So, you know, like, yeah, you get caught up in the story, but you're, I don't know. I'm a big fan at the same time. I always tell people I had the, uh, the best man gig ever. <laughs> right, like yeah, you, you've seen them all, right? Buddy, I can talk, <laughs> Matt, Matt, I can talk your ears. I can talk your ears off. Some of the stories, man, it's just, it's awesome. It, is there something you've not covered that you really want to would want to see? Uh, yeah, the Olympics. Oh, good one, eh? Yeah, that's yeah. the one. Um, yeah, 2010 when it was in Vancouver, I thought, yeah, that'd be pretty cool to go. But I know I wasn't going. Um, but yeah, that's probably the one. I mean, World Cup, too. That'd be kind of neat. That would be. Yeah. I mean, I know you're a big soccer fan, Manny, so, you know. Yeah. Yeah, you'd love that. I don't know. I'm not a great big soccer fan, but it'd still be pretty cool to be there, right? So. You, you want to talk about getting no work done at all. Bring Manny to the, the World Cup. That, <laughs> that, that yeah, camera's going to... Yeah, Portugal hat. That camera's going to see some things that are not for air, I'll tell you that much. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sure, we're not we're not friends there. If my director said, "Yeah, we're not friends," yeah, I'm friends. I'm I'm part of Portugal. Right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, me and me and uh, who, who's the big player for Portugal? Ronaldo. How do you not know? Remember you this? So you you and Ronaldo yeah. are the best friends all of a sudden, right? Right. Bob Ronaldo's the best soccer player in the world. Right. Is he not? Uh, is he not? Sure. Yeah, see, boys? <laughs> Jump on the bandwagon. None of us know. Isn't Lionel like, Messi yeah. pretty good, too? Yeah. You said it so confidently, too. <laughs> sure, whatever. What's yeah. the next question? <laughs> hey, he used to be my boss, so i got to be nice to him, too, right? <laughs> no, there you go. <laughs> you don't have to. You don't have to. Uh, much, much respect, man. You know that. <laughs> oh, man. So much respect for you. <laughs> oh, likewise reciprocated hundredfold <laughs> so to get into anyway. some of the specific championships um what was uh covering the 2005 nba final like uh it was interesting uh they sh I, to me they should have been back-to-back -back champs you know larry brown and his shenanigans and throws everything off but uh no it was this was neat. the pistons right the detroit yeah, pistons, pistons right? in uh, yeah. san antonio yeah actually you know um it was neat because uh, – oh, no, no. That was the year after, right? Wasn't that against uh, the Lakers? Yeah, so the Pistons won in 04, right? That's Yeah, right. Pistons won in 04 against the Lakers. They beat the Spurs, okay, so, yeah, right? It was the San Antonio in 05. And yeah. uh, I, I remember shooting a stand-up uh, up in the crowd. And and I remember one of the uh, – who was it at the time? I think Vic Faust 
comes over and he's like, hey, you need some help from Channel 7, right? Because you need some help. And I thought that was the coolest thing in the world. You know, like coming up and asking me if I need help. And I'm up in the stands. Like, what does he care? Right. But <laughs> he, he came for that side and he understood how tough it could be to be a cameraman slash writer slash this and slash that. Uh, that he offered help. So, I mean, that's one of the things I remember about the, the finals, right? I never got to go to the games. I just went to the practices, eh? But even then, just being at the practices was was pretty cool, eh? So you didn't go to the 04 finals where the Pistons won, but you were no. there in 05 when they lost to San Antonio. Yeah, I got wiser, eh? Because 04 was my first year. Oh, oh I got wiser. Got it. Guy, right? So yeah. I didn't know the ins and outs of how to get into things and stuff, right? So, oh, yeah. I figured it out the next year. <laughs> you know, just in time for the 08 Stanley Cup playoffs with the Red Wings, and that's when it really counted. And, you know, that that's when it was, yeah, that's when I was in my glory. So, And you went to 08 and 09 Stanley Cup finals? Is that yeah. right? Heartbreaker in 09, yeah. That was tough. Like, go so, figure, right? Like, do you guys remember the, the, the finals at all? Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm a Wigs fan. I remember both. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, you know, they go 3-3. You're thinking, well, they got to win Game Seven at home, right? Mm-hmm. And then I look up a stat that morning. Um, in the last 30, prior to that that day, in, in the previous 30 years, Game Seven was decided in the second period. Hmm. And I'm like, whoa, that's a hell of a stat. Okay, so I remembered that going into the game. Yeah. What happens? Scoreless first period. I'm thinking, yeah. oh my god, if they score in a second, I'm gonna freak. I'm gonna lose my shit, right? <laughs> So what happens? Max Talbot scores. I'm like, and I'm up in the press box and I have my intern and I got my camera guy and I'm like, guys, it's over. It's over. And like, I'm just totally disgusted. I'm just like, I'm down and out, punched in the gut. It's over. And my intern's like a hockey guy, right? He's like, no, you can't say that. It's only the second period. I go, but the stat, the stat says (laughs) they're going to, it's over. Right. And then Max Talbot scores early in the third and I'm like, it's done. Yeah. So anyway, they ended up losing. We ended up in the uh, in the Zamboni entrance, and uh, Dave Reno, my camera guy at the time, he looks at me, and goes, "Hey, we're about to go on the ice, and the Stanley Cup's going to be there." Yeah, you know what? You're right. I should probably lighten up a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> get out there. Next thing you know, it's like you bump into you know Matt Cook, who's a former Spitfire. Um, there was another guy who was part of the uh, equipment staff. You know, he worked with the Spitfires back in the day, too. And I'm like, well, you know what? This isn't so bad after all. <laughs> isn't your cool. boy a Penguins fan, too? And my boy's a Penguins fan, too. Oh, no. Oh, I know. <laughs> oh, oh, no. no. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Trust me. I heard it. I heard it all that year. <laughs> I bet. Yeah. And then, and then here, I'll tell you another story. So in 15, was it 15 when they closed the Joe or 16? You guys remember? I can't remember it's now. Tough. Well, whatever, yeah. whatever the, la- the last year at the Joe. I think that they closed it after the 16 season, right? Was it 16? Okay. So that year, in January, the Penguins were in town. It was in January. So I thought, you know what? I'm going to be a nice guy. I'll get tickets, surprise my kid for Christmas and whatever. Right? So I paid like mucho dinero for these tickets, and it's a Saturday night. Holy crap, right? We're in the nosebleeds at the Joe. Like, <laughs> Matt, literally right against the wall at the top beautiful oh it was it was and he was like he was happier than picking shit he goes this yeah. is awesome right he's loving it and uh first intermission rolls by i go into the concourse and i bump into a guy named jack and he's the head of security there and he's from windsor i've known him for years 
And he's like, hey, where are you sitting? I go, oh, I'm way up in the nosebleeds. And just as he's saying, he starts writing something down. I go, no, 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 no I can't. He goes, be quiet. So wrote me, uh, wrote me whatever. He says, here, those are your new seats. I'm like, wow, <laughs> this is cool. So he ended up putting us right basically the same as the concourse, one level down, right? And and next thing you know, my kid's like euphoric. He's in heaven. Wow. He's holy. Oh, yeah. He's like, dad, I can see Malkin. Dad, I can see, you know, Chris Kunitz. And like, he's just freaking out, right? So I bring my camera because I thought, well, I'm here. I might as well flip a clip or two to, you know, uh, Brent Lale on the weekends. So I bring him to where I normally go down at the Joe. And I ask the usher, says, hey, do you mind if he hangs out here? And it's where all the players meet their families after the game, right? At the Zamboni area. So I thought, well, maybe if he's lucky, he'll get to see a couple players, right? So I go to the room. He's, he's good with the security guard. I come back like 10 minutes later. He's like, Dad. Dad, I saw Crosby. He he gave me the nod. I'm like, he was like, saw Chris Kunitz. I saw Malkin. I saw this, and he's like freaking out. I'm like, wow, that's a cool. Like, you can't pay for that kind of ticket, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. So yeah, it was a, it was a pretty neat experience. And ever since then, you've been the coolest dad ever, right? Oh, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I'm still not cool. <laughs> I'm still not cool. <laughs> my my kid drives a cooler car than I do. <laughs> He's the cool one. <laughs> oh, we talked about the Stanley Cup Finals. You talked about the World Series, uh, this NBA Finals. You were at a Super Bowl too, right? Yeah, that was neat. Got oh, to. Six? I, I, I interviewed. Yeah, it was six. Oh, that's another funny one too, because. <laughs> Remember, remember, I said trying to figure it out with the you know media passes and stuff. Well, I thought I put my credentials in, and then they got denied. I'm like denied, and then I heard CBC got them. I'm like, oh, that's not happening. All 20 people that watched them and they're gonna go, and I'm not going. <laughs> I don't think so. Oh my goodness. So I called I called the people up at the at the NFL, and I was like, hey, listen, like, you know. I put my credentials in. How do you deny me and, and let them go, right? He go, I go, and then, you know, I explained to them the ratings and all that stuff. And so I got in, but I felt bad because I couldn't get my camera guy in, right? I, I just, just take the one and don't ask for too much, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that's kind of been a, a, a sore spot for years. <laughs> but, yeah, I got to go and uh, took the experience in. I showed up. I went over at 1 o'clock. I just drove around. I went into the Rensen, walked around. I did it all. Like I just soaked in, soaked in as much as I could, and uh, and I went into the crowd. Got to meet uh, Mean Joe Green. Nice. Wow. Yeah. So I. How got, big is he? What's that? How big is he? He's huge. Yeah. Like he he could have had me for a you know like a pregame snack. <laughs> <laughs> He's just massive. And, and I, I didn't even know it was him. So somebody taps me on the shoulder and says, hey, that's me and Joe Green. I look, I go, well, hot damn. All right, then. <laughs> Excuse me, Mr. Mean Joe Green. Do you mind if we get it? Go, you Mr. Mean like, Green. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that was neat. And then who's the, uh, who's the lead singer of, uh, of Nickelback? Chad oh, Kroger. That's... What's his name? Chad Kroger, yeah. Chad Kroger, yeah, yeah. So uh, I'm walking, and I see him coming up from the stands. And we we made eye contact, and I'm like, I gave him that nod, you know, you know the nod that reporters give, eh? Yeah, yeah, hey, yeah. Mind? Like, you know, he's like, yeah, sure. So he starts walking towards me, and then some tall dude intercepts. No, 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 we don't have time for that. We gotta go. Oh. I'm like, wow, what a prick, right? <laughs> Whatever, keep walking. 
couple weeks later, I'm at my in-laws in Leamington. They have cable because I don't. So I'm watching, I don't know, much music or something like that. And I see one of the videos. I'm like, oh, cool. So I watch the video. Turns out it was the drummer. <laughs> so I'm like, Venom. Venom towards the drummer forever. <laughs> All right. Jack, Jack Kruger's a good guy, but that drummer, he's terrible. Oh, yeah. well, I'm going to do Freddy, uh, you know, Nightmare on Elm Street on him now. <laughs> going to go Freddy Krueger on him. <laughs> this is everything before the game. Yeah. Like, you, Steelers, Seahawks. Oh, I left. I watched first quarter i think and, you, and that's and it i left oh yeah because my parking spot was basically back at the tunnel so i had to walk back to the tunnel <laughs> and i had to file for 11 right so uh, i'm like yeah i'm good <laughs> I, I got to experience it i got to soak it in for a minute uh-huh. take off yeah so, another so, thing yeah. that you've been to that that is on my bucket list of things that i wanted to see is the is the 2009 uh ncaa March Madness tournament, yeah, and getting a chance to see that. How different was was seeing that and, and seeing you know guys that you may not know or teams you may not know and, and getting to, Honestly, to see that. I, I lucked out because Michigan State made it to the the championship game. Otherwise, I would have walked into that and went, "What is this?" Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> I mean, I like basketball, but I'm not hyper about basketball like I am about hockey. Right? So, uh-huh. um, I mean, here, here let's put it this way. Two vivid memories about that uh, the whole night. One is sitting up in the stands next to a guy who explained to me how the audio worked. Like he's a, he's an audio guy uh, for the NCAA. He's like, yeah, I mic up the uh, the stadium. I'm like, you mic up the stadium? What do you mean? He goes, well, listen very carefully. When the ball hits the rim, it's making a noise. I go, yeah. He goes, well, there's a microphone there and it's being pumped into the system, so it enhances the uh, the fan experience. So I thought, wow, this is cool. So I'm listening to him tell me this stuff, and I'm soaking it in, going, "This is fun." And then the other one was uh, when they, when uh, who, geez, who was it? Duke or no, South, uh, North Carolina won. Um, and I went on the floor and just the confetti and all that stuff. It was, yeah. When you when you're in that environment, it's pretty cool. But like, I had no mm-hmm. personal stake in it, so I didn't really care too much. <laughs> but you were on the floor. <laughs> oh yeah, hey, I was on the floor. You know, walked up and they. I walk. I walked through the stands too at the end of the game. But yeah, being on the floor with all the confetti it was pretty neat. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, just one of the. I told you, ultimate guy job. <laughs> yeah. Out of out of all those events that you've been to, which one was your favorite? Like, which one will you yeah, tell that, the story first? Uh, yeah, it's a hard one. So many. I'm gonna I'm gonna say the Stanley Cup in a wait though. You know, because I, I was not expecting to end up on the ice. And we end up we ended up on the ice. Got to interview Babcock, McCarty, a few other players. Uh, yeah, just to be on the ice when the Stanley Cup's making the rounds, it's pretty neat. Then we ended up in the locker room, and I I don't know I touched the Stanley Cup, but I didn't like drape myself over it. I didn't like you know rub my hands all over it. I yeah, just yeah, like, yeah. All right, I'll just touch it like that. I'm good. I touched it, right? But yeah, just being there in that moment was pretty neat. That tradition at the end of when they do hand out the cup, though, that's one of the best things, images that you'll ever see in sports, right? Oh, all the, day, the yeah. Like, I was in the stands hanging out with some people from Michigan, and uh, to watch Nick Lidstrom uh, skate around with it, and he went, I think he won MVP that year, too, so just to see him skating around on the ice with it, um, yeah, it's pretty neat. Like, I was surprised at how many fans stuck around just to see it, 
because you know their team had just lost. I was at the I was at Mellon Arena, right? Yeah. And their team had just lost, so I thought, well, nobody's gonna stick around for this. But there were a lot of people that stuck around to see it. One of my That's favorite things is when you get the captain and he hands the cup to the the veteran who has been waiting for his entire career to finally get it. That's always a great moment. Yeah, I think uh, who was it that year? Dallas Drake. Oh, okay. He was a big oh, veteran wow. on that team that year, so I, I don't know if he got it next, but I know he was top three. Um, and then Johan Franzen got it, and he told me it was heavy. <laughs> he didn't expect <laughs> the cup to be really heavy. And I thought, really? You work out? Should be like cheese. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so um yeah just being on the ice though that was probably like that was it for me i mean you know the the what was the, the outdoor classic that was cool too mm-hmm. that was, was that the neat. leafs wings game yeah wasn't it were you freezing? there were you at the station then you were there i right? was at this i was at the station i didn't okay. go to the game though yeah yeah so i remember the laptop that uh you know the station provided us with didn't didn't really jive very well with the internet <laughs> Oh my god, guys, it was so bad. I'm sitting there, like I felt like a, a goof, because I'm I'm in the room. I'm the only guy in that room with no internet. Couldn't figure it out. Spent two and a half periods trying to figure out how to get this thing going. Finally got it going. I'm like, you know what? I just need to walk away. So I walked away, went upstairs, and uh I just soaked it in for like a minute. Yeah. Just stood there. I didn't care. Just stood in, in an aisleway and I, and it went hit me. So watched a little bit of it. I'm like, all right, it's snowing like crazy, blizzard, and, you know, the fans are going crazy. I'm like, all right, that was cool. I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> that was worth it. So many experiences. Bob Belichico, our guest here on For Future Considerations. Yeah. Through all those experiences, who has been your favorite person to interview? Oh, man, that's a good one. Um, geez. It's been so many. I think Mary it doesn't have to be one. Give, I, give I us think, a few. Oh, you know what? Here, okay, I'll go Mary Spencer one, because um, she was awesome. Um, female boxer, one. right? Female, female boxer, boxer, yep. Canadian yeah. champ. Uh, Jamie Ajete Nelson, definitely one of the classiest guys, classiest athletes I've ever met. Hmm. You know, I remember him in 08 at the Olympic trials, and uh, he just missed it by, I don't know, like. Not that many points. Let's put it that way, and and he still had held his head up high. I still remember him walking down the stretch, the hundred meter stretch, uh, along the stands uh, with his coach Brett Lumley, and and he still had a smile on his face. And I thought, man, you know, and and he never shied away from an interview, even if things went bad. Um, he's he's that guy, you know. When you good times and bad, like a marriage, right? You're there for the good yeah. times, you're there for the bad. He always had time for me. That's the kind of athlete I totally appreciate it. Some people will get a kick out of it that you didn't, out of all the events that we've talked about already, you didn't say an athlete for many of those events. You picked guys that are, and girls, you picked a guy and a girl that are not household names. What stood out for those interviews? Oh, you mean like I could have said I interviewed, and uh, what is it? Uh, was it Andrew? Mc- no, what's McDice? Or, or Chauncey Billups, or, or yeah, right. I, you, I guess I could have thrown names like that out. Darren yeah, McCarty, Steve Eisenman, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Pablo Datsu commented on my suit one time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, you know what? It's all local. For me, it's always been about the local. I mean, I, got, I was lucky to be able to go across the border. I mean, I took advantage of that because I knew, right? 
I mean, it, it's part of our, we're only a mile away, so it was part of our viewing audience, so you go and cover it, but I always had, I always have an affinity with the uh, the local athlete, because I know how hard they work, I know what it means to them, uh, they always appreciated the coverage, you know, they were, they were always saying thank you, and I thought, at first I thought, well, that's my gig, that's what I do, but they always appreciated, you know, me coming out, showing them that, you know, someone cared. You know, so I thought, yeah, you know what? That that's the reason we do this because it's local. So, yeah, that's why I mentioned the local people first. You know, Darren McCarty is kind of local, right? Because he grew up in Leamington. So, yeah, I have no problem mentioning his name, <laughs> right? And but and yeah. on the flip side, other than uh, Nickelback's drummer, uh, <laughs> who who are one of the the uh, more difficult interviews or or. Uh, let's just say maybe negative uh, uh, interactions oh, negative experience yeah uh hmm i don't know about ah man i'm you know i'll bet you when when we're done this i'm gonna go back in my head and go man i should have said this and i should have said that but I, you can you right can say away, dale mitchell if you want that's okay <laughs> well, I, I, I love <laughs> dale mitchell actually M- mitchie's you know leamington's lucky to have him man he's, he's good he's a fun one too right but um Oh, the one that really annoyed me. Well, you know why? Here, Mike Vernon. Okay, it, okay. It's a simple. Yeah. It's a simple story. It's very innocent, and like I have to understand the ritual behind it. But I was still like, "Come on, really?" So he was playing for San Jose at the time. They were in town, and I'm like, "Hey, do you mind?" He goes, and he just, "You know when people just give you that snide look? It's like, did you really have to say it that way though?" So he says, "Nah, not today. I'm starting." I'm like, oh, all right. I'm sorry. I'll bow down to you. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> but apparently it was his ritual. He doesn't talk on game day. So I'm like, all right, I got to respect that. But yeah, I'm still every- annoyed. <laughs> yeah, players yeah. have their superstitions, right? Yeah, they have their superstitions. So, you know, I got to I gotta go with it. Um, you know, I mean, I've had my run-ins with people, but, you know, not too many. That's good. I've, I've tried to keep it, you know, straight, happy. Have you ever met Mark Messier, and how big a jerk was he? No. I saw him in Chatham one time, though. Went to a Chatham? Yeah, I saw him. I was at the Maroons game on a random Sunday night, and everybody's like, oh, because this kid was playing there, right? So he ended up showing up. I'm like, all right, cool. So I got to see him. I didn't get to talk to him, but that was pretty neat. Sounds like a great athlete and a great father. Don't you agree, John? <laughs> I, he's I, a great I guy. A little, uh, <laughs> not, not your favorite player? Um, I was a Vancouver Canucks fan, and uh, I hated his dirty, cheap shot on Trevor Linden at the end of the 94 final. And then he uh, also then comes to Vancouver and sleepwalks through the next five years. But I'm not bitter. <laughs> Way to hold on to that 26-year grudge, Rashad. It's all good, right? <laughs> Wait till I get a couple wow. of beers in me and tell you what you've done to me, Manny, you bastard. Yeah. <laughs> oh, hey, I you already know, know the answer. What you need to do, you need to go like this and go, Usa. <laughs> Rub your ears. Work yeah, through ears. the problems. Martin Lawrence. <laughs> Usa. Usa. It's okay. It'll be okay. <laughs> that, that's the Bad Boys movie, isn't it? Yeah, isn't yeah. that the Bad Boys? Yeah, movie? yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, Bob, so many good stories. How would you describe the way the media industry has changed over the years? I don't like it. Yeah, yeah, I join, don't like it. Join the club. 
yeah yeah <laughs> for obvious reasons but no um i don't know it's just our station's more news centric now it's more focused on you know hard news and, and everything like that which is fine um i still think when they dropped the, the sports cast back in the day that was a mistake because you know i mean let's face it people were i mean i people were telling me on the streets we watched you because you were local and that was decided advantage over channel nine and we capitalized on it for a while and then just all of a sudden said yeah not worth it because i think what they wanted to do is siphon everybody to tsn right which makes sense it's property, right? So, but again, you if your if your mandate is to be local, then should have been local. But anyway, that's my two cents on that. <laughs> yeah, I'm like old. That. I'm old, so I can I can let be a little loose lip. <laughs> no, that's well, you know, we, you and I have talked about this before, yeah. and we've talked about it, John and Matt and I, on mm-hmm. this show. This is that you know TSN does a great job covering the major sports, but totally. who else is going to tell you about? what happens in your own community yeah i mean how are you going to know about the spitfires and their first round draft pick scoring that sick goal between his little like, toe drag and what was that like a a drop to the skate and a kick and then throw it in or what was that put a stick through his legs and scored it was our play yeah, of the week I, this week i was, was like our, man yeah. but you see what i mean like that to me would have been like a highlight on a monday but <gasps> where is it nowhere online no, it's on our social media feed. We'll plug it. Podcast. Oh, I saw. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I hit like on it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, I, I was telling Matt at the Flyers game last or two weeks ago. I says I love I love what you guys are doing because I I find myself watching a lot of those videos. Oh, Man, Manny does all the social media stuff. It's it's yeah. unbelievable. Manny has videos of games that haven't even happened yet. He's, yeah. he's that good. <laughs> so he knew about Miguel Cabrera's 500th before he even knew he's, he was going to He's hit already it. got it. He's yeah. Slip him 10 bucks, he'll tell you who's about to win the World Series. <laughs> oh, man, that's hilarious. That's hilarious, man. Yeah, but no, I, I love it because I, I watch. It's it's But that's, that's our new TV, right? Yeah. So you guys are my channel. Yeah, well, uh, and there's a lot of people who who don't even have cable anymore. Like, uh, they'll get their news online, whether it's through Mm -hmm. social media or going to a specific website, whether it's CTV's website, whether it's TSN's website, whether who the National Post's website and getting their news that way. It's yeah, the industry has changed. And like you said, I don't know if it's for the better. Yeah, it's, it's challenging like that. I mean, I know it's all going web now. Uh, and, you know, to their credit, you know, the, the big stations have caught on to that and are pushing the web a lot. Um, so it's good. I wonder where the TV industry is going, though. If it's all going online, then, I mean, let's face it. There's a fusion between what we're doing here and, and TV anyway, right? So, I mean, I could pull you guys up on my TV anytime because I have smart TV. That's where it's going, yeah. right? So TV itself, we'll see, right? Uh-huh. It's going to be a lot more restructuring going on in the next four or five years for sure. Yeah. Um, on that sort of note, uh, what kind of advice would you give to someone who's just trying to get into the industry today, whether it be uh, news or sports? or? Man, yeah, that's a tough one. I say just go for it and... 
I mean, if, if it's what you want and it's what you like and you're passionate about it, then, I mean, you know, look at you guys. You started this. You're passionate. That's where it starts. You have to have a passion. If you have a passion, you can do anything, right? So mm-hmm. just got to go and do it. So, you know, same thing with that level. If you want to be the next guy on TSN, uh, you got to you gotta shoot for it, right? You can't... Like, I never had aspirations to go to TSN. For me, I was just happy to stay home. But some people... I mean, you can't do that anymore. <laughs> you know, I mean, if you want to be a news reporter, you can. Um, and if you have a liking for sports, then you can kind of toss that in in the mix, which is cool, or entertainment or whatever you like. But um, it's all hard news all the time for the locals, right? So that's how that works. But you have to be in it. You have to want to do it to be able to get in. So I say go for it. Never hurts. Um, and then, you know, you kind of shoot for the stars. And if you land somewhere in between, that's pretty good too. <laughs> Find that passion. Aim yep. for the top. And who knows where it'll take you. Exactly. Oh, yeah. I mean, well, you know, look at, look at, look at, uh, look at Doggy. DJ Smith, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I remember when he came into the OHL. Like, he just finished his, his playing career. I still remember the day he showed up at, at the barn. And and he's on the ice, and I'm looking at him going, what are you doing here? And he's like, oh, you know, just coaching. And I think, uh, oh, geez, Smith. What was the other guy's? Uh, he was with the Red Wings. Barry Smith was hanging out at the time. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I mean, they all hung out, and he and, – you know, I come to find out that coaching would be a thing that he might want to do. And then what happened? He took over in 07 with Bowler and then became an assistant when Bugner and those guys took over the team. And bam, thing gets rolling and look at him now, right? Who knows? You don't know. Yeah, but if you have a passion, and obviously DJ did have that passion. Oh, yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. Right? And it's something that we see in you. Obviously, you know, you can you can hear it coming from your voice today but you're still out and about everywhere bob oh i'm going i'm around i like to you know i like to keep the sports community engaged you know like i said i'm always about the camera i'm always about getting highlights so i'll run around and you know get some highlights and that's my fun right not just that though but you're at that you're emceeing events. You're at different charities, and yeah, I know. I know. COVID I'm, I'm surprised I'm still married. Yes. <laughs> Maybe it's why you're still married. Seriously, <laughs> she thinks I'm crazy sometimes. You know, it's like, oh, I'm going to a gala. We're doing, but you know, I mean, the pandemic's kind of slowed that part down. But yeah, you know, you're doing galas and and then you know, running around going to games, and then you you know, you get your regular job and you got kids, and it's like, wow, how are you keeping up? I don't even know how I keep up sometimes. But, yeah, like Matt you know, said, like, Marion, but Marion just wants you out of the house, buddy. Oh, is, that, <laughs> is that why she didn't let me go? <laughs> man, isn't there something you can I go cover, she was Bob? Just an understanding <laughs> wife, Manny. <laughs> Two kids are man. playing a game of horse at the basketball court over there. Yeah. You go. <laughs> I'm gonna have to go ask her if she's got a boyfriend on the side now. <laughs> She's wonderful. Say hi to her for us. Bob, this has been a great conversation. So much fun. So many uh, memories to share and so many stories that you have. We could go on forever. Oh, we could talk for another couple hours. We could talk about how great of a ball hockey star you were. Yeah. In the two games before I wrecked my knee? Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. yeah. 
This Wolf guy shows up. He shows up with a wooden stick, and then he's throwing clappers down. I'm like, wow, look at this. I never expected that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I yeah. can tell you, he's a horrible golfer. So at least he's got ball hockey. <laughs> also, the swing never translated, eh? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. We'll, we'll have to share more stories over some darts or something like that yes definitely definitely yeah. um, by by the way what's a good shane topolovic story a good uh, you know what shane's just a good guy ah see me and shane seriously when me and shane talk it's like ideas left and right we just we don't stop yeah oh, Sh- shane's gonna listen to this and love you yeah, just yeah. Uh, if if you if you talk to him, just say, "Hey, how was the best summer ever?" <laughs> oh, we know. Oh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and, we and, know. And he told me it was the best summer ever at the end of June. <laughs> <laughs> we we saw him not that now. long ago. We saw him not that long ago, and it's still happening. <laughs> oh yeah, I know. I know. I tried to hook yeah. up with him uh, last weekend. I, I told him come over for a primer before you know he goes downtown, and he ended up downtown. Well, <laughs> 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 so much for the primer. <laughs> I've, I've never met a guy who likes late night walks so much before <laughs> in my life. <laughs> oh yeah, uh, Bob. Th- hey, thanks for this. I uh, really hey, appreciate it. Oh, Some thanks great for having me. I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. Hey, you know, very cool. Keep keep doing what you're doing. All right, thanks again to Bob Belichico for joining us on the podcast. Wow, so many great stories. So many great events, too, from from covering sports finals, like the major, four major sports, to covering a carjacking. Unbelievable. <laughs> yeah. And you could tell that was just tip of the iceberg for uh, for Cheeks. Eh? He's got, I could imagine, an encyclopedia of stories. And, and he always talks about being local. And, and I've been fortunate enough to run into him uh, a number of times uh, when I was either with the Windsor Express or uh, working with uh, Amherstburg Admirals, Lakeshore Canadians, Leamington Flyers. Like I've, I've seen Bob anywhere. And uh, we always joke with him. And, and uh, you know, he's as modest and humble as, as he gets. But um, from a sports standpoint and in our city if bob's there it's a big deal and uh and that that's not said lightly he does an incredible job supporting the athletes of our city yeah and that further came through in his in an interview because he's you know when we asked him about some of his greatest interviews he talked about two windsor local Mm -hmm. athletes right Mm -hmm. and not some of the major sports and if if you know bob's schedule like he is everywhere Mm -hmm. like Everywhere in Windsor, everywhere in Essex County, and of course, from his stories, he's been at a lot of events in Detroit too. Although he didn't say anything bad about Shane Topolovic, so I know that's the that's the only knock on Bob is that he's a good guy. He's just he's a, he's too good a guy, you know. Come on, Bob, nobody's listening. Tell us one juicy one about some jerk you ran into that you had to try to interview. Let's go. Uh. <laughs> And uh, speaking of broadcasters, uh, earlier this week, Jim Hewson announced his retirement from uh, broadcasting games. Where do you guys think he ranks among uh, hockey play-by-play guys? I have always liked Jim Hewson. Um, You know, I grew up listening to Bob Cole, uh, so I do have an affinity for Bob Cole. I really like Mike Emmerich. Uh, I thought he was the best. Um, so, you know, I, I think he's top three, top five, really, if he's in that conversation. 
Yeah, I'd agree. I, and and I think your list is is pretty uh, uh pretty good there, Manny. And Mike Emmerich's top of the list for me. Um, Jim Houston's probably in the top three. I I have no qualms with that. Yeah, what for about me, you, John? Yeah, for yeah. me, he did um, Canucks radio for a number of years and then did Canucks um, on Sportsnet as well. So, yeah, I really, really got to like him before he um, did national games and then again after he started doing national games as well. So, yeah, I really, really like him. I think he gets a bit of a hard time. A lot of people don't like him, and I don't understand it. Well, there was a bit of a, um, a bit of time spent there where people didn't like the fact that he was coming from the West Coast and thought he was a homer. True, yeah. When he was taking over, like, the Toronto broadcasts, when Bob Cole was sort of part-time after the fact. But right. I know a lot of young people don't even like Bob Cole. Like, yeah. uh, you know, we're a little bit older, so, you know, for years we watched and listened to Bob Cole, and in his prime, he was fantastic, so... Yeah. And uh, if you haven't listened to our previous guests, um, you can go back and take a listen. This, this was a really good interview, and um, we've had others as well. We've had reporters like uh, Tony Ambrosio on, Dave Gross. We've also had OHLers like Wyatt Johnston and Andrew, Andrew Parrott, and uh, NHLers like Mike Fuda and Rocky Thompson. A uh, lot of really good interviews to go back, and if you haven't uh, taken a listen, or maybe even if you have, just grab one you haven't heard in a while and uh, take another listen. Yeah, and uh, don't forget to uh, follow us on social media as well. Bob Bellochico does Why Don't You Podcast <laughs> FFC on Twitter and Instagram for future considerations on Facebook as well. Another great catchphrase, Matt. Another great catchphrase. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, always keep those emails coming too. We love them. Send us your uh, questions, your comments, uh, suggestions at fourfutureconsiderations at gmail.com. Yeah, we want to thank our sponsors on the podcast, London Awnings, Quality That Shows. And Shane Topolovic of Next Level Athletics in Windsor, specializing in sport training and the best summer ever. <laughs> he is having a great summer, just ask him. Hey, enjoy the weekend, everyone. I know Shane will. And thank you for listening to For Future Considerations. That was a disgraceful performance, in my opinion. In my opinion, that sucked. Their mentality's awful, their attitude's awful. It's been their M.O. for the last three years. Tonight I saw and heard one of the most disgusting, rudest, sick demonstrations in my entire career. Probably the worst. It's garbage. And the editor that let it come out is garbage. You're still here? It's over. Go home.